0: Ladies and gentlemen, get cynical is back uh, after a little bit of a break esther's been been very busy getting injuries and illnesses <laughs> and Just working accumulating very hard. more scars yeah <laughs> yeah, working very hard on their thesis, and I've been you know taking drugs and going insane. Um, we're back. We've got three more episodes this season, and um uh we, we I think we were all kind of dreading this one because like if you talk about YouTube people. You have to talk about PewDiePie, but oh, man, I this uh Yeah. Man, I really wanted to fucking not do this. And I was like, look, can we can we get a guest? We need someone to help us through this. And that's just <laughs> like we should get someone who's like smart and serious. Yeah. Like someone who's like not just like not just one of my fucking goon friends, but like someone who's like, you know, knows like film and stuff. So uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we've already put Will in the dunk tank once before when we uh Brought him on for what seemed like a sober minded discussion of Team America and then subjected him to two hours of Roger Ebert impressions. But
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I remember it well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, th- thank you. Thank you for having me here. And I just want to say, you know, I, I enjoyed uh, all of your Doug Walker episodes so much. Thank you. you thank know, you, thank you so much. Was just I just got so immersed in it. Uh, I like. I was so. I was obsessed with Doug Walker by the end of it. So very happy yeah. to be on. Get cynical. Nice.
0: Yeah. The, All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know. I remember you asked me. we were like, hey, I'd love to come on. Get cynical sometime, and you could just like hear. in the it's just like I can hear. Are you sure about that? Have the <laughs> worst episode sure? of the season. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, would you like the dunk take episode? <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you wanted me to help you on this topic because I actually came here kind of hoping you could help me on this topic. We'll help <laughs> each other. But, but I think we all I watched six episodes of uh, Scare PewDiePie. I watched uh, the other clips you sent. Um, I still don't quite. I don't quite get it still. So yeah. you know, this is the blind leading the blind.
0: Will will. <laughs> You know those all those um. You know all of those like viral tweets that is just like if you showed uh if you showed a Victorian child a shoegaze riff it would kill them instantly. (laughs) Me making you watch all this PewDiePie stuff is like (laughs) I feel like the same thing is happening. Like I was worried you were just going to stop responding and then there would be like news. It's like. Uh, film Twitter user Will Sloan died of a heart attack while watching a PewDiePie video.
2: <laughs> well, not not to get too ahead of ourselves, but like I watched the first episode of Scare PewDiePie and it ended and I was like, wait, what was that about? And so then I watched <laughs> I actually, I, this is how dedicated I am. I actually watched it a second time. And then, oh. and then four episodes in there's finally an introductory segment where PewDiePie explains the concept of the show. <laughs> yep. And I was so grateful to finally get that. I don't think, it, I don't think it made the concept of the, I don't think it made the show better, but it at least gave a little, a little more understanding to what I was seeing.
0: No, I, okay. So I will be fully honest and say that when we watch stuff or get cynical, it all does not always have my undivided attention. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of this, Never. I was watching a lot of this. I was watching while I was like cooking or something, but I kept like watching it and I just like look over. I just hear like, ah, blah, 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 ooh. and then I would just be like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? So I'd like rewind the video and it just, I kept watching these episodes and like, they just glide off me completely. It's like, okay, I'm not really giving them my full attention. I'm going to sit down. I got my home theater. I'm going to sit down and pull up scare PewDiePie on my fucking 80 inch TV and see <laughs> what, uh, see if I can get anything out of this slid right off me again.
2: It's funny that Scare PewDiePie is like the most professional thing that he ever did. The most like expensive. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a big company behind it, and it's still like there's still less there than I think the average PewDiePie like YouTube video. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, it's weird because you know, and we'll get into it a little bit, but a little bit later. But a lot of the stuff we've talked about this season has been like these YouTube guys who just came up. They're just guys with their camera, and they blow up, and they're making like you know, something with ambition. Disney Channel movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. real movies. But it's them, right? It's kind of their brand, basically. PewDiePie appears to have had nothing to do creatively with this project. The the whole premise of Scare PewDiePie is that he goes to Los Angeles and this film crew, like, puts him in these scary situations that are based on, like, horror video games because he, you know, got big playing horror video games and screaming, which again we'll talk about. (laughs) But, like... (laughs) The whole pre- the whole idea of it is that he doesn't know what's going to happen next. He doesn't know what the scare is going to be. So the whole yeah. thing is like he's put in these kind of shitty looking sets, surrounded by actors who can't get better work, and he just has to react. And he doesn't even do a good job. Like half the episodes, yeah, I just like, I, yeah, i just like, oh, wow, like, wow, I am to so being scary. scared right yeah. now. This
0: is wow, terrible. there is lots yeah. of. The, Lots the, the, of scary things to be happening right now. The wow. first episode is actually yeah.
1: the, the funniest because he's... Um... They they do it like we don't know. He doesn't know that this is the first episode yet. We're just going to take him to what he thinks is like... We're going to take him to a doctor's office and get a physical. And it's so obvious how early he clocks what's going on, but he still has to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is so weird. And he's just... Wow. Oh, zero effort. It's so funny. I
0: am being freaking out right now. He, he's got... <laughs> I, I, I need to get this out of the way. He sounds like... He sounds like that uh, recurring family guy character of like the european guys who don't speak like quite correctly. The european <laughs> guys that speak like 80% accurate. So there's <laughs> always he he he's just got this very fucking strange swedish accent and he's always saying things that sound like an ai like kind of like guessing what like someone who was raised on memes would say. Like the line i singled out was I think this is an episode 5 he said that is some non-cheeky Nandos right there. That smells like triple anus. <laughs> well, a fuck. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, the first thing that I was struck by just before everything was I don't, at least based on the evidence here, I don't get PewDiePie's charisma. There's yeah. something very... I mean, I guess he's probably more conventionally attractive than the average YouTube Let's Play yeah. guy. So so there's that. Maybe, maybe that's an element of it. But he's not... Um, I don't know. There's something about him. It's just like Teflon. There's not there's not a lot of not a lot of charisma there for me. Maybe maybe yeah. you guys have some better sense mm-hmm. of uh, what what it is that he's ostensibly offering.
1: Yeah. Well, we should start from the beginning probably, right? Just to yeah. like how how he first came up because his his YouTube career is, has had some weird trajectories. Um, yeah, he's he's gone all
0: over the place. So I was actually first introduced to PewDiePie. um I think in like 2014 or so, I was way too old for this shit even then. Um, and I I remember... I mostly remember hearing people complain about him on YouTube. Like, I remember just seeing videos called like PewDiePie sucks or whatever. And I'd be like, I'm going to click on this. But um, I, I I I just... The, my, my introduction to him... This is like the first guy, I think, aside from Logan Paul this season, where I was introduced to the backlash before the man. And I can still remember... One video, which was pretty clever, it's when the uh, Retsprey guys did a video called uh, "Adults React to PewDiePie," mm. and it was just them and like ten of their friends just watching PewDiePie videos and going like, "This sucks."
1: Yeah, I remember <laughs> that video.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was clever. The Retsprey guys were pretty clever. Yeah, they were. Um, good. Yeah, but uh, no. <laughs> God, Esther. So what do you know? Since I did some research for this episode, but like, it's a it's a long winding path.
1: No, I mean, yeah, actually, that video is the first thing I remember really seeing like, you know, maybe I'd heard his name before, but he wasn't like a media fixture for a while. He was just kind of like, that annoying guy on YouTube who is inexplicably popular. So I remember seeing that video. And I remember the thing with him was always, he played horror games. And he liked to scream. And he liked to say the word rape. (laughs) Like he'd that like, was the thing about liked him. Rape jokes a lot. Yeah, and not yeah. even rape jokes. He would just like say rape over and over again while playing a horror yeah. game. Yeah, so he's like, like
2: any online content creator from <laughs> 2011, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, basically. It, but it's so low effort, right? It's like it's, there's not even the structure or cadence of a joke. He just says the word, and that is, I think, really key to him. <laughs> like he doesn't. So- he's not funny. And none of the yeah. guys we've talked about this season really are funny, except maybe Rocket Jump. We talked about last week, but like, yeah, there's such an absence to him of like he was never trying. Like some of these guys oh. were trying. He was never trying.
0: The his success is uh, PewDiePie's success, is based on a phenomenon that me and my friends have been working out called uh, uh, alpha beta male excellence. When you are the <laughs> most, when you are the most, when you're you're still like fundamentally kind of like a soy guy, but you're the most alpha soy guy in the room, that's like, that is the key to his success is that he is a, he's still like, you know, he entertains 10 year olds basically, but he's very handsome. I think that's the secret to his success. There's no charisma there. There's just pure alpha beta excellence.
2: Right. He's an aspirational figure. Okay. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Which is horrifying to comprehend, but this show scare PewDiePie, it it reeks to me of what happens when like a bunch, like, A room full of people at a startup or in this case a big company who like have uh, communications and marketing degrees are all around a table and they're like pitch us ideas for this thing that you don't understand and (laughs) so they're like they're like oh he he plays video games well well what if we put him in a video game in real life you know he's taking we're taking it up the next level but I mean, I would imagine like if you're watching him on YouTube, part of part of the appeal is you get to see the video game and you're 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 hanging out parasocially with your friend playing yeah. the video game. Yeah. You're simulating a real life experience that you either uh, are not having at that moment or can't have at that moment. And well, and this the, the show, it ends up just functionally being like a documentary about a guy going to the haunted house at various yeah. co- <laughs> county fairs. This literally this
0: literally is like. What they came up with is a cross between – it's a cross between between Wipeout, Jackass, and the Nathan For You sketch where he has, like, this really scary haunted house, basically. Yeah. (laughs) It's sort of like the three of those mixed together. But this is going to sound weird, but the reason why part of this doesn't work is that it's easier to get scared by a video game than real life in this specific situation because – You know, a video game, obviously, it's not real, but you can immerse yourself in it, and then anything can happen. Like, you know, a fucking creature can come out through the window. Whereas, if you're going through this shit in real life, you see a creature coming through a window, you know that's just an intern in a suit. And, like, PewDiePie, (laughs) he's playing up for the camera, but, like, how scared can you get about, like, a weird guy standing in the hallway when you know, like the worst that can happen is that they'll just like do a bad fucking like Kubrick impression or something. It's true. There's,
2: there's a, uh, the show is cursed with a fundamental lack of stakes. I mean, on most Mm -hmm. reality shows, there's, there's some consequence if they fail, like they're competing for money or they're trying to get a wife or something. And on (laughs) this, um, that like, he doesn't he, he never loses the game because yeah. if he gets scared or if he doesn't get scared, he's just going to be here next week in a new haunted house. And, yeah, it's a it's a YouTube show. It's a slick production that presumably like has a union behind it and everybody's <laughs> following certain certain rules. So he's not actually going to get killed.
0: Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, I also remember there was a very informative uh, story that i remember from my high school years uh, my high school biology teacher was this very cool guy he on his last day of class wisely saved it for the last day he showed an episode of reality tv he was on i think it was like it was like a house hunter type show basically it was him and his like wife looking for a house and he showed us the episode and then afterwards he was like okay very funny you got to see your teacher but like here's what actually happened like here's what all the ways they completely manipulated this like we already had our house selected when they approached us. We walked to a couple of houses. They told me to pretend to not like this, blah blah blah. I think this show isn't scripted enough is the thing. <laughs> like I think that I think that like the reason why reality TV works is because like it's not tightly scripted, but there's a lot of like stuff going on behind the scenes to make sure that it's like entertaining for people that are trying to melt their brains after work. Whereas this is just someone clearly thought We'll just set up these situations, and PewDiePie's reactions will just be priceless on their own, which they're not. They're really not.
2: <laughs> it's true. Every episode doesn't have an arc. Every episode's the exact same thing. He just goes to a place. He Well, he, first of all, he gets picked up at his cool Los Angeles home. I like that. Yeah. And then he gets driven somewhere. He doesn't know where. And then people jump out at him. He screams. There's never. There's never any variation in what we're seeing.
0: Yeah. The closest we get... So... The closest we get to this show working is... So, obviously, I think we all want to see this guy suffer. I don't think that's a controversial statement. Oh, yeah. Statement. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, it's, it's a miracle the show doesn't work more because he's supposed to be suffering. But the only parts through me that I was like, okay, that's a little... That's a little, like, works is when they basically make him do, like, C-level jackass stunts where he's, like, reaching into the toilet and there's a bunch of worms there. Like, the parts where he's actually kind of, like, got some discomfort to deal with, there's also in the second episode, like he has like a shock collar on or something. So that stuff like kind of works, but really the only part where I could, I could feel PewDiePie getting scared was in the first and third episode, maybe in the later episodes, because I, I bailed on this about halfway through. Um, they have a recurring character of like an intern that's very into PewDiePie. And I, when we started watching it before it was a, obvious that it was like a scripted arc for the tv show i was like oh this girl like needs his fucking dick right now (laughs) and then i realized like okay okay this is like a scripted arc and she's like being intentionally flirtatious on purpose because that's part of the script of the show but i felt afraid for pewdiepie there i did because like you know i don't think most of us are going to fucking outlast hospitals all the time but like i can totally like I, I get the whole like uncomfortable, overly familiar person kinda hitting on you too hard thing. Oh yeah. I that's like that's easier to that's easier to slot yourself into even though if you're aware that it's fake. And I know what you mean. Cra- I'm beating yeah. them off with a stick every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every single day people are fucking going into the Will Sloan replies and you have to fucking just <laughs> block so all tired. these broads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. But But the point is, is that that's like kind of a more relatable feeling of like someone kind of crossing, you know, speaking as we're all very Twitter famous people who have millions of followers and fans. (laughs) We're constantly dealing with uh, people who are a little too friendly or over familiar. So I think that I think that like even though that part's scripted, there's like something there where like most of this is just like, all right, we took him to uh, we took him to like the third scariest haunted house at like any fucking Midwestern city. And we're just going to see what happens. And they put a lot
1: of faith in him, I think, which is funny because, you know, this is a YouTube red original series, right? Like YouTube made this and he was the biggest guy on YouTube when they did. And he kind of still is, although we'll talk about like not really anymore. (laughs) Um, But he like it's so funny to imagine, like you said, well, a bunch of guys in a boardroom watching these videos and going, oh, man, this kid's so funny. Like the way he reacts, we should just like get him to do that for a show but as soon as you take him out of the context of playing a horror video game and just screaming when the jump scare happens like he can't he, he can't do improv like he can't yeah. he can't actually carry a show when he is the subject like he it's was good. never when the subject you watch- of his videos
2: and when you watch any of his regular videos they're very heavily edited. He can just like cut it down to whatever whatever his best riffs are and he's also yeah. he's also in a safe space, you know, he's in his office yeah. or whatever. So he's not he's not there's not that extra layer of anxiety of he has to react in the moment to somebody jumping right out right a- out at him. Uh he, all he's doing is interacting with a screen, which I think I think is easier if you're if you're riffing the way that he riffs.
0: Yeah. I guess we should talk about. So, we, I sent, you know, as usual, we sample a little bit of their like non, uh, their like, you know, smaller YouTube stuff. And, uh, what we sampled was, I think, him playing like a hentai game. And that was one of his most popular videos. And it's literally just him playing the game, going like, wow this game is so crazy wow i am there are a lot of boobies on the screen right now this video is like four minutes long by the way it's four minutes long and it has like 300 million views well it's one of those things like
1: we've talked about this season how a lot of these guys got big and if even to this day if you go to their channel the most viewed video is always something like girl with huge tits and just like
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a foolproof formula it never fails people cannot resist the allure of just slapping like girl with boobs on the thumbnail. That's the tried and true. That has been the, in many ways, that's what YouTube was built off of. It was guys trying to see the fucking Super Bowl nip slip. And then yeah. after that, it's just that ethos has continued throughout the website. But yeah, no, I, we watched the videos and they're not good, but he definitely seems more in the zone when he can hack down, like probably like four hours of gameplay footage into something and he can just have like, like you said, will the best riffs, which that's a, that's a stretch of both words, but that is true. I we also watched a video called um, since I tried to find one of his older videos before he was like the biggest guy in the world. Uh, it was him responding to hate comments. And I, well, they, this, uh, this is
2: something. This is a genre of video that they do every single time they they pass like I don't know twenty thousand subscribers or something. Like yeah. the hate the hate comments start to accumulate and they've got to find a way to deal with it.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's all just comments, just like guys just going like,
2: I am going to kill you soon.
0: And then he's just like, wow, that's crazy. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. No, or you
1: won't.
2: Or... <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: If it's, it's all, yeah, it's, it's very, it's weirdly low energy. That one, obviously the early stuff is like extremely manic and screamy and shouty. And that's, you know, some of scare PewDiePie is that too, but it's weird that well, like, that video was bizarrely low-key and it was it was just him reading a comment from a guy who would say like you're a fag and he would say uh no you are anyway (laughs) moving on (laughs) i've got no he also does
0: the classic line from that time where like someone's like "Uh, i bet you're so gay you should suck my dick and then then, (laughs) then like he'll go like i don't i don't having any problems with gay people i don't understand why are you so hostile to gay people and that's that was a classic move from the time yeah. where like all these guys were very much not homophobic when they got uh, like a hundred comments calling them gay faggots.
2: Yeah,
1: he's he's very well. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, yeah. YouTube Wikipedia controversy <laughs> section for PewDiePie.
2: Oh man, I open his Wikipedia page and it's like War and Peace. There's just <laughs> so, so, so much long. to wade through. It's
0: insanely <laughs> it's long. Like, He is like the your text for YouTube guys where it's like it's just like philanthropy, controversies, racial statements, (laughs) racial moments, (laughs) racial incidents. (laughs) just like a subheading for different types of racial incidents that have happened in his career. Um, But I will focus on Scare PewDiePie for the time being. Uh, There's also a lot of um, outdated memes since, you know, you mentioned he can't do improv. So what he... He relies on a lot of the tricks from his videos. In his videos, what he does, he, you know, as, as a show of alpha beta excellence, he shouts memes. And, like, fucking 10-year-olds love hearing memes repeated. And I'm not saying that as, like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm better than a bunch of fucking 10-year-olds. I was 10 years old once. I thought, like, the shit at the time, like, over 9,000 or whatever was fucking hilarious when <laughs> I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, they love hearing stuff like Harambe or whatever get yelled at them. And that's what he does in those videos. And that's why part of why they're so successful is because, you know, he he's a handsome guy who's fucking shouting like, oh, man, that's uh, I'm planking right now or whatever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, can we just talk about the shouting a little bit? Because this really got to me. He does have, uh, you know, speaking of Doug Walker, he does have a very like doug walker style energy at times uh and i guess i don't have anything to say beyond the fact that i found it really annoying especially after six episodes of of scare pewdiepie which is because yeah he doesn't improvise he doesn't really riff all he does is scream uh and and i don't know i just uh (laughs) i don't like it that's the point
0: yeah no a hundred percent but he'll also say stuff like Leroy Jenkins or something in one of these videos. Yeah, he
1: Leroy Jenkins in scared and scared PewDiePie, which was at that 2016. point like fifteen years old.
2: Yeah. Do you do you know the the. The scenarios that he's in, in Scare PewDiePie, I know that it's supposed to be based on horror video games, but are they based on specific video games or are they just... It seems like
1: some of them are and some of them aren't. Like the alien one is Alien Isolation, but I didn't... Like the one in like the... There's one that's just like in a scary house with a scary doll and that could be any (laughs) video game.
0: Yeah. There's a reference to uh, Profondo Rosso, the Dario Dario Argento classic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's what they were going for right there. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, 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 there was a there was a big giallo fan on yeah. the uh on the production team
2: <laughs> I, I was so i was surprised to see that the show i mean i just assumed that this was like a failed thing that lasted a few episodes but it was actually greenlit for a second season and I until think they, and they they <laughs> shot material for a second season but then uh, you know, as as is often the case when you're just like spewing content online with no oversight. Uh, it's se- it seems the PewDiePie got into a bit of trouble.
1: Yeah, he yeah. said he, there, there were a lot of things that happened in 2017 <laughs> and then one after the other. Um, yeah, it started, no, he was on the news so yeah. much. Well, he said the N word uh, once. That was the first thing. Right.
2: And what was yeah. the context for that? I, I think, think
1: he was just playing. He, I think he was literally
0: just playing a video game, yeah. and he got mad and just shouted the N word. Was, well, was
2: it soft A
1: or was it? It hard was not, not. It was absolutely I not. I think it was.
0: <laughs> I think it was hard. I think it was pretty hard. Oh yeah. And um, it, this happened
1: twice in one year, by the way. This happened in, twice in yeah. 2017.
0: Like he did it. Everyone got mad at him. He apologized, and then he did it again. But then like, in that's be-
1: that's, that's... <laughs> in between both N word incidents, he paid two guys on Fiverr. To hold up a sign that said "Death to all Jews" for a video, that was the big one. Yep, that was the one where YouTube like fucking cut ties. Die
0: hard, yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance
1: style. Just,
0: <laughs> I don't know what the. I think there was some like weird, like there was some weird things going. Like some fucking shithead in his audience was somehow involved. Like he tried to wash his hands with that, but I do remember that there was like his fans were like like you know pitching suggestions basically for you know funny things to make fiver slaves do and i i think if i remember correctly i obviously should have looked this up before recording but i am not that fucking professional but i i i do remember it wasn't just him just like i don't think it was quite him just waking up one morning it's like i am going to be doing anti-semitism today it well, wasn't. Him. Yeah,
1: his his audience he what didn't have a part in it, but he his explanation was basically the point of the video he was making was to show how crazy Fiverr was. Like you can get people to do anything. So, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can get people to do anything. That's right. Absolutely. Returning
0: anything. to returning to uh, scare PewDiePie, there were other a few other things I just wanted to mention. Um, there's a bit in the movie or a bit in the uh, show where he has to like extract a key from a dead body or something. I think that's just straight up stolen from the 2015 horror movie Southbound. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> seen that, but that's like there is a there's a segment in that movie where a guy guided by a demonic voice has to like perform a surgical procedure on someone. Straight up the same thing in Scare People. Well, that's also and in a Saw like,
1: movie, I think, too. If I recall correctly. Yeah.
0: That's fair. That's fair. But they're they're they do rip pretty hard from just like, oh, yeah. you know, Your cousin's favorite horror movie this season.
1: The one I have to say, by the way, I watched three and a half episodes of Scare PewDiePie. I couldn't take it. I bailed during the fourth episode, which was, it seemed to consist entirely of PewDiePie and he had a flashlight and he was just in a dark building and he just like kind of ran around yelling. And I I have to admit, my my attention was drifting at this point. But every time I looked back at the tab, it was the same shot of just him standing in a dark hallway and kind of, like, fumbling around. And I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't care what the rest of the episodes are.
0: Well, also, one of the things is that, like... In order to get his priceless reactions, like, this is how you know that it, like, wasn't as scripted as it needed to be is because they have him covered in cameras. They've got the fucking, like, Harvey Keitel Snoricam and Mean Street strapped to him. <laughs> They've got all these fucking GoPros attached to him. Like, the man, he literally is fucking, like, just, like, suited up like Andy Circus. Like, they're going to fucking mocap <laughs> him when he's done with this.
2: you gotta gotta get him riffing from every possible angle you never know you never know where the brilliance will will appear
0: yeah and so it literally just looks like they put like a handsome swedish guy in the smack my bitch up video for the entire thing (laughs) and it's just like like what the fuck is happening and also i some of these are based off of horror games but some of them they were really scraping the bottom of the barrel like one of them is just like we're going to turn the lights off and when the lights go back on, two things about this
1: room are going to be different. (laughs) That was the one that I was like, I don't know what game this is based you're
2: right that it should have been more scripted and it would be as simple as like you have a writing staff that supplies him with 15 or 20 jokes before before the yeah. day yeah. and he just has to memorize those jokes and he just has to deploy them and he you know he can still riff if he wants to uh but but he'll have 15 or 20 jokes at his disposal that people have written for him and the show would be not good, but 200% better than it is. 200% more existent.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Again, it's like they put so much faith in him. They believed so hard in like the magic of PewDiePie that they were like, you know, why, why mess with brilliance? There's nothing we can write that will be better than what is going to spontaneously arise from him at yeah. any given it moment. Feel,
0: it feels like the person who made this, it seems like they fucking hated PewDiePie. It feels <laughs> like there was some like it feels like there was some bamboozled style shit happening in the background (laughs) where just like someone, someone just like kept going up the chain. It's just like, we're going to make PewDiePie fucking suffer. And then some suit was like, well, do we have a script for it? And he's like, no, this is going to be the raw shit in the world. Then fucking Michael Rappaport was like, I like your fucking thinking kid. Let's get this guy. Let's get this guy fucking suited up with cameras. And yeah, like they believed that he would be able to just like carry this on his own. And Even, like, someone who is genuinely really charismatic and really, like, you know, able to riff, like, Nathan Fielder or whatever, like, he's smart enough to, like, you know, write stuff and come up with ideas before he, like, you know, kind of hops into the fray, basically. And it's but, just the
2: same kind of setting in every episode too. Like whether yeah. it's a whether it's a weird hospital or a spooky house or an alien. Uh, well, I mean, I guess those sound different when I say them, but in practice, they're all the same because it's this just is, people in it, costumes. It's, it's actually out. shocking
1: commentary on um, what horror games were like for this exact period of time. <laughs> they yeah. were kind of just all that, in fairness.
0: Yeah, it, it was just like, uh, what if a hospital was weird? Yeah. What, what if they what were? If what if they were mentally ill people ev- with
1: knives in this location? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. What if religion was bad?
1: <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> yeah, was, what if a doctor was, games was right? fucked up and he had blood on him?
0: Yeah. What if there was a zombie that was Cthulhu? That is <laughs> that, <was sort> of, <laughs> that is, no, that that was is sort
1: exactly, of the vibe. That's 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 Bloodborne actually. That's just the plot of Bloodborne. Yeah. That, unfortunately, that is actually the plot of Bloodborne. Is, <laughs> you got me there,
0: <laughs> but. Oh man, no, it's it, it is kind of a commentary on what like it was like also. I mean, these videos like PewDiePie is probably part of the reason why those horror games aren't super popular anymore because it's like the machine just starts eating itself. Like, you know, you got some horror games, uh, I'm using like my very limited video game knowledge here. Um, you know, you got some horror games that are pretty good or at least like well received at the time, like Amnesia or whatever, mm-hmm. and then all these people just like react to them, it's like, whoa, that's so crazy, and then. You get to a point where people are making these games for the reactions. Yeah. And then the machine just starts fucking eating itself and hmm. then people are like, wait a minute, this is the gayest thing in the world. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Yeah,
1: there were there were literally like so many horror games that were made for the express purpose of getting PewDiePie and guys like him to react to them so that they would sell. And then yeah, it eventually kind of you come to a point where it's like, oh, this game like isn't good on its own. This is just yeah. so that a guy will scream at it in a video. Well, the same thing happened. One man should
2: not have that much power. That's (laughs)
0: funny. I mean, they also did the same thing with, like, visual novels where, like, people on Steam would just make something called, like, you know, you know, obviously there's always a market for fucking, like, weird perverts who want to play, like, you know, who want to read a novel that occasionally has photos of, like, an anime girl getting her panties out. But, (laughs) like, they started making those. It's just, like. What if a girl was like a motorcycle too and she had boobs and yeah. then you could get like a bunch of guys on YouTube to be like, whoa, this is so yeah. crazy. There's wow. so many games
1: on Steam that are called like uh, uh, time for groping exclamation point. <laughs> and it's just so that yeah. guys like PewDiePie will be like most perverted game ever question mark yeah I so
2: I, I watched that video of like the the japanese like porn game that he was playing where it yeah. was like oh what was it like a woman like shooting her vaginal fluid at things yeah. it seemed uh, like the only yeah.
1: things you could do in that game were just kind of like make thrusting movements i, yeah, I will say wa- that
2: of everything i had to watch for this i found that the most interesting one and it really had nothing to do with pewdiepie it was just kind of an an interesting piece of found art that game and it could have been anyone showing me that
0: <laughs> yeah i felt will i just i had to remind myself that you have like a hundred thousand diary entries on letterboxd where you're just reviewing porn and i was just like <laughs> i cannot believe that i'm fucking i'm making this guy this this esteemed critic fucking uh watch this shit and i'm like oh wait he's got like a hundred thousand fucking radley metzker reviews on letterboxd he's used to this shit i think will yeah, is gonna no, open no, up no, a please. um
1: the what is it backlogged the letterboxd video yeah. games and <laughs> just take a look at some of these
0: yeah I do remember one time my my friends and I like uh we were like looking at our fr- or, like a friend of ours fucking uh, steam profile because he had like an inhuman amount of hours on Team Fortress 2. It was like <laughs> 5000 hours. We so were like, "Oh, let's check how many hours he has now because it would go up by like 100 every week or so somehow." And then we go on and then he's got like five games and they're all just games like I can't believe this mother's breasts are so big. (laughs) He's got like two hours on each. And we were just like, what's up, big guy. What's up dog. What you doing?
1: Well, if you only play it for 90 minutes, steam will let you get a refund. So I think that's, I think that's fair actually.
0: Yeah. Well, we grilled him for it. Like in person and he just kind of like shut down. (laughs) He was just like, no, no. (laughs) Oh man. Oh boy! So yeah, there is not a ton. I'm riffing because I'm stalling because there's yeah. not a lot
1: to talk Nothing about. Here. Once, once we can once talk about more one, controversies. Remember when that guy no. who shot up a mosque shouted about PewDiePie while he was doing it? That happened. Okay,
2: <laughs> I, I want to hear more about this because I, yeah. I do remember that from having lived in the worlds. But but please explain the context for that. Okay. There, there was, so, okay,
1: so so okay, you go ahead, Spencer, please.
2: So, PewDiePie.
0: He's, uh, I believe the year is 2016. He's at the top of his game. Most subscribed guy on YouTube. One of the most famous people alive, possibly. Yeah. And a challenger approaches (laughs) on YouTube. An Indian music label approaches his subscriber count. He's got to do something about this because he can't just do the reasonable thing and realize that, you know, YouTube is corporate and you know, the top YouTube channels have been fucking Vivo accounts for the past 10 years. And the fact that this guy was the number one account on YouTube, even for a brief period of time, was kind of a miracle that it wasn't just like Warner Music Group. So what he does is he starts a competition with the Indian music label. And what happens is for years, for, for I think for like two or three years, there is a competition between him and T Series, the uh, the record label, about who can get the most uh, who can get the most subscribers. Now PewDiePie goes all in. He puts all of his chips on this. He records a diss track about it. He gets all of his fucking YouTube friends to you know give him an assist. Basically, he you know that video that we watched called "Bitch Lasagna" was a uh, was a diss track, and it's a reference to um I don't know some fucking like some guy on like whatsapp or whatever just like asking a girl it's like show your bitch lasagna or i don't know it's it there's there's so much so much just like lore to unpack here but basically pewdiepie is in a feud with uh with a fucking indian music label now yeah,
2: can i just say that music video the bitch lasagna one has over 300 million views yeah. and it's amazing yeah. to think that there were people who were just like Listening to it on repeat, like unironically yeah. <laughs> enjoying it as a song. There were probably tens of millions of people like that. Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. We could we
1: could probably do a whole season on like instead of YouTubers who did movies, YouTubers who did rap videos. <laughs> like yeah. all of these guys have done them. This is also a cut
0: below uh, Shane Dawson's pop punk song. It's it's a, <laughs> it is less listenable. It's not. It's not quite as good as the uh, as the My Chemical Romance knockoff that Shane yeah. Dawson did. Although but, to be fair, uh, I think
1: PewDiePie's video was probably used to groom fewer teenagers than Shane Dawson. Yeah, video. that is true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However, uh, Shane Dawson's video uh, was probably used in less racist contexts. Yeah, which is impressive given Shane Dawson's uh, <laughs> love of a certain Shane, type of <laughs> Shane makeup. Shane Dawson's
1: video was not involved in any Indian court cases, which <laughs> PewDiePie's video yeah. was. Um.
0: So. At no point during PewDiePie's, presumably at no point during PewDiePie's feud with this channel, did someone approach him and say, it's probably, uh, bad optics to, uh, get in a feud with this, like, fucking, you know, to get in a feud with this fucking record label, because, you know, they're a very popular Indian record label, and, uh, it's going to look like you're just in a feud with the entire country of India, basically, which, you know, uh, the year is 2016 like that obviously probably wouldn't have flied like before that but you know we're early in the trump administration this shit's really really not flying now so you probably shouldn't do this but he just kept on going and he kept fucking just like starting fights with them and just like talking about like you know youtube's gone so corporate now which like is true but like that's been true for, like, six years. Like, you know, as soon as as soon as soon the first, like, Justin Bieber Vivo channel popped up, YouTube has been corporate. And I, I just want to say, it is really, really funny that uh, the other side of this beef, T-Series, seemed completely unbothered by any of this. They no. were just like, who the fuck is this guy? Because <laughs> they're just Warner Music <laughs> like, Group.
1: That's all they are. They're yeah. not, like, a human being, like, whose feelings are going to get hurt. Like... <laughs> They're a huge yeah. corporation in one of like the biggest media industries in the entire planet. Why would they give a shit? Yeah, I, no, I You do literally- have,
2: I do have some empathy for PewDiePie here because. You know, the most and perhaps only interesting thing about him is that he was number one. And if he's not number one anymore, then, like, what is he? You know, he's just he's just another guy who plays video games on YouTube. So I guess I can sort of understand why he was fighting tooth and nail against, uh, you know, various Warner Music groups (laughs) for that number one crown.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Well, I mean, what what it what it kind of comes down to with this, though, is that like. The subscribe to PewDiePie thing, like I said, the guy who shot up a mosque in Christchurch uh, said subscribe to PewDiePie on a live stream before he went out and oh did the mass shooting. And it's no, like, while he was doing the mass shooting. Or while he was doing it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it. But he... Yeah. It, it's one of those things where, like... Because this all happened, by the way, after all of the racial slurs and the death to all Jews thing. This whole, like, fight yeah. for the number one subscriber spot was Yeah, he could that. get
0: away with... He could probably get away with the Christchurch shooter saying that if he didn't have, like... Like a fucking James Joyce novel worth of, <laughs> worth of racial incidents. On exactly. Media page. No,
1: but yeah, but it's yeah. it's like he had already become like this like fucking lightning rod in this in this in this cultural battle. That like you say, Spencer was like this is the beginning of the Trump administration. There is a massive massive divide um, that still exists right now. So there was yeah, um, you know obviously people are gonna pick this guy up if you're if you're a far right super racist guy, of course, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, PewDiePie rules. (laughs) Even if PewDiePie is like, sorry, I said the N-word by accident.
0: Well, I want to say also, so at first, like the T-Series chairman, um, what is it, uh, Bushan Kumar, he apparently, (laughs) he had this really funny statement. He told the BBC in 2018 that, quote, He had never heard of PewDiePie until a few months ago. He stated he was, quote, not really bothered about this race, specifically the subscriber stuff, and voiced his confusion as to why PewDiePie was, quote, taking this so seriously, (laughs) adding that they were not competing with him. (laughs) Eventually, T-Series sued PewDiePie for his diss tracks um, because they were defamatory, which, you know... That probably was a bad idea on their part because, you know, Streisand effect and all, but yeah. But they won. Those videos escalated. got banned
1: in India. Like, and they are yeah. racist. And if, you know, I don't know what the uh, specific laws about like public expression are in India, but they're racist videos. <laughs> and like, yeah, I could, I can absolutely see if there's a video with 300 million views that has your company name in it and that kind of shit. Like, of course you might want to take yeah. it down.
0: But um, I I say it just it escalated to the point where there was a Wall Street Journal article about PewDiePie complaining about like his racism and stuff. And, you know, the Wall Street Journal is like a center right magazine. Right. Like it's it's a fucking it's you know, it's like fucking Bloomberg or something. And, And but there was a really funny window of time where like. Really dumb post Gamergate guys were getting mad at the Wall Street Journal for the PewDiePie stuff. <laughs> and they were calling it uh instead of W uh W S J they were calling it SJW <laughs> 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 Which is so fucking cool. So funny. That's one of the fucking that is really, really cool that like they were just like Yeah, this fucking lib uh, gamer (laughs) anti Anita Sarkeesian magazine. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal. This is
1: what happens when you're like you're 16 years old and your entire understanding of the world comes from people who play video games on YouTube. You have no context for anything else. Yeah. And I so, was
2: surprised by the way that the word Gamergate does not appear on PewDiePie's Wikipedia page. I'm, I'm sur- how did he successfully skirt yeah. that? That is one uh, of the, the biggest
1: magic tricks of all time, I think, is how he managed to stay out of that shit. Yeah. I think a lot of
0: people, uh, a lot of really savvy YouTube people, kind of saw that there was nothing good to come of getting involved with this one way or the other. Like, I feel like most people who are still pretty successful in gaming media or media in general saw like this culture war. And it's just like, I maybe I've got thoughts about here or this, but like, if I get involved with this, it's going to fucking like just destroy my life force. Basically. It's going to just completely just like turn me into a wrinkled husk because like no one who was involved with that shit came out looking good. No one like, Maybe at the beginning, like, there were some people who are like, yeah, we're fighting the gamers, we're fighting misogyny. But, like, within a year, all of the people who are, like, the hardline, you know, carrying the banner for anti-gamer feminism or whatever, were just, like, saying the most insane shit in the world on Twitter. Like, fucking Brianna Wu or whatever.
2: Or uh, or yeah. my, my friend, uh, Arthur Chu. Uh, Arthur Chu. Uh, Arthur uh, Chu. He, he's not my friend, but I like to think he is. We should get
0: Arthur yeah. Chu on the Arth- show. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur Chu is like a good example of like what happens when people didn't like kind of stay out of it. Like when, when if you like didn't get involved with that shit, then like you were probably good. If you, even if you were right, like I'm sure one of the like 500,000 tweets Arthur Chu made in between ignoring his wife about gamers, (laughs) like one of them was probably correct. But like the point is, is that you got really invested in what was ultimately just like, uh, like a culture war between people who make zines and people who are like medically addicted to jacking off. There was no <laughs> winning there. By,
2: by the way, if you haven't seen the Arthur Chu documentary, I highly recommend it. It's just, I've
0: been meaning to check that
2: Me out. Me too. That
1: mean, that might come up. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I That's mean, the Jesus Christ. Like there, the whole movie, the whole second half of it, he's just on his phone while his, while his wife is begging him begging him to do anything uh, just like like i i watched it expecting to just laugh at it and i ended up being very moved
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no that's uh that is not alpha beta excellence right there that's uh ignoring your wife to be on the phone that's that's beta alpha i think <laughs> we're refer- we're 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 coming up with all sorts of new fucking modes of masculinity here but yeah the arthur Chu documentary does seem like a um does seem like it interests me. I remember, fuck the reason why I wanted to watch that is because I was watching a Frederick Wiseman documentary, <laughs> <laughs> and I I was watching bi- Basic Training. I'm like, I want to see more documentaries about just like weird people. And I was like, maybe I'll just watch the Arthur Chu documentary yeah. instead of watching more stuff by this, like, acclaimed filmmaker. Frederick Wiseman should have made
2: I,
1: the Arthur Chu documentary. That would have been really, That
2: really would have been so good. I'd like to see Wiseman get, get into, like, a lot of YouTube and online personalities. I'd like to see, yes. you know, Wiseman's four-hour documentary called Cool Duder that's just following around Sean C. Phillips as he goes from Best Buy to Best Buy. <laughs>
0: yeah Errol Morris, I think could also do a really good like YouTube yeah. video like oh yeah just i want to see I want to see Shane Dawson
1: him. in the fucking Errol Morris camera rig like interrogation, <laughs> yeah, rig. he's got the interotron pointed at him, and
0: Shane Dawson's just evasive and sweating like, the blackface was the blackface was a mistake it was uh we we had- pro- there were problems with the blackface. While the whole time Philip Philip
2: Glass music is playing in the background.
0: The Philip Glass soundtrack just crescendos as fucking just like, just as uh, uh, Toby Turner is just like, they thought I fucked a cat, but that just wasn't true. (laughs) No, Toby Turner would be like, he'd be like like the
1: unknown known. He's just like completely stone-faced, nothing's getting to him. I can see Errol Morris
2: doing a documentary about the video where Logan Paul finds that dead body in Japan. (laughs) It's all about, about, yeah, but what was going on outside the frame of that video, you know? What was the context?
0: That incident felt like something that would just happen in an Errol Morris documentary because, like, Errol Morris is very lucky to just stumble on to just weird shit happening. And I feel like, you know, if Errol Morris said, like, yeah, we were making a video about a guy who kind of sucks and then we found a dead body, I would... Believe it in a heartbeat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I hope I, man, I, I guess we'll, we do have a season planned where who is Arthur Chu will be on the docket at some point. But uh, I really do want to see more behind the scenes footage of these YouTube guys, because I think the best part of the Logan Paul episode was when like, was when, like, you know, Logan Paul wasn't mugging for the camera when he was just, like, kind of talking to his, like, brother or whatever. And you just got to see, like, what these people are actually like when they're not, like, playing it up for the camera. And it's like, oh, they're just really annoying and tedious.
1: Well, that's the thing about these guys, right? It's like there is nothing else to them. They can't have hobbies because the hobbies would have to become subsumed by the YouTube channel. They would have to start making videos about them. So anything that's not on screen doesn't exist. Like, speaking of that, speaking okay. of that, I
0: just remembered when fucking PewDiePie was getting all of this fucking controversy, when PewDiePie was, <laughs> when he had all of this shit coming at him, which, you know, maybe it was unfair to call him like a fucking Nazi or something. But like when he had all of this heat pointed at him, he started going like, I want to talk to you about my favorite author. His name is, uh, and this actually fucking happened. Yeah, my favorite author is Yukio Mishima. yes he did a whole video recommending his fan of hype his fan base of hyperactive 11 year old girls and just (laughs) being like yeah i really love uh the sailor who was cast from gary
1: paul schrader (laughs) paul schrader that's who should make the (laughs) pewdiepie behind the scenes i want to see pewdiepie writing in a journal at night about how his soul doesn't know peace or whatever and and maybe yeah. in that
2: recommendation we get a little preview of what PewDiePie's eventual downfall will look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, he he did he played the gamer game thing wisely, but he fumbled really hard with all of the Nazi stuff. And you know what? The funny thing is. He's still kind of on top. He's still the most subscribed YouTuber that's not a big corporation. You know what's and, funny though? Uh,
1: so the, um, there's the a thing on his Wikipedia page that shows the most viewed his most viewed videos by year. So you look at like yeah. the most viewed video of 2018, which is Bish Lasagna, 300 million views. His most viewed video of last year had nine million views. Oh, which is kind of crazy. Never mind. He oh, cratered that's a last
2: huge year. fall
0: from grace. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, having having talked about him with you two, I feel like I uh, I I now regard him with a little bit more empathy. I think there's something um, uh, there's something powerful to watching all this material and realizing that this is someone who had had their moment, had that glimmer of a moment where big corporations were interested in them and uh, who knows, maybe PewDiePie's gonna host the Tonight Show one day. But yeah. it didn't it, didn't quite, it didn't quite work out now, you know, they're still they're still big, but it'll never they they've crusted
1: And there's something well, yeah. that, that brings and, up an and, and, interesting Sorry, keep going.
2: I'll 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 just say that bitch lasagna gains new poignancy when viewed <laughs> in that context.
1: Yeah. this brings no, up an 100%. interesting question though. this is something we've talked about with other guys. Do you think that Pewdiepie can make the turnaround and be like a kind of anodyne lib online do you think he can manage to shift his brand enough that he can be like you know he can do tweets about the orange guy and you know <laughs> make videos where he jokes about men's rights activists I, or something? I don't think he's
0: I don't think he's smart enough to do that mm-hmm. is the thing I think that you know he could maybe. Um, I think after all the stuff that's happened, like maybe if one or two racial situations happened, <laughs> then he could get away with it. But like all of this, no, no, yeah. I think the move for him would probably to be like a positivity vibes guy. Like, you know, like, it's just like, totally just, uh, yeah. Like, like, a, like the essential kind of like LA medium IQ influencer <laughs> thing of just being like, you know, it's all love today. We're going to love ourselves. Or whatever. <laughs> I think that should be the. Just like kind of a political golden lab brain, you see a lot. In, yeah. Um, in no, AI. I agree
1: with you. I, th- I feel like he's a little. It's it's it was too much. Two two n word yeah. incidents plus the the death to all Jews incident in the space of like six months. It'll be one of those things where like people treat someone who said a terrible thing on the internet like they're a murderer, and it's like people never change. <laughs> he's a psychopath yeah. at heart. Yeah. yeah. no, hundred percent.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree that is I think what will happen, but I think I think he'll keep at it and who knows, maybe twenty years from now he will be regarded fondly as a sort of elder statesman of the future YouTube community. It would be it would be I I, I hope that
0: one day he has like some sort of show in Vegas. I think that <laughs> I think yeah. Vegas was would be a which oh, oh my God, I just realized. PewDiePie, uh what is it? I tried to look at what is what is up on his Twitter feed and it just says PewDiePie at PewDiePie. No tweets, no blue check. It says, I don't use Twitter. This account is just to prevent fake accounts. Power wow. move. That's strong. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. Uh... All right, man. <laughs> but that, that
1: is such a
2: that's such a keen insight that he may have a Vegas show one day. I could actually see it like once his. Uh, I don't know. Who are his fans? Are his fans Zoomers? Uh, or are they. I don't even
1: know anymore. I mean, uh, they were well, like, yeah. you know young young millennials basically um well maybe even eventually one
2: one day if they grow up maybe when they're in their 40s and their 50s they would they would like to see him at like caesar's palace doing a live uh video game playthrough where he <laughs> screams <laughs> screams and squeals uh on stage every night yeah uh, uh, it's it's a frightening thought but maybe it would happen
0: yeah and then like you know fucking like bruce willis or something can yeah. or not bruce willis a uh, fucking uh Bruno Mars can play him off or something. I
1: know. I think he should do something really conceptual, like really high-minded. Like he does, like he does, he's going to do a Broadway show where it's like, he's going to be commenting on his older videos. And it's going to be like this commentary on aging and maturity. Like Steven, Steven Soderbergh is going to snap him up and do something like really heady on stage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see, I could see him going the fucking Sasha gray route and getting <laughs> scooped by Soderbergh <laughs> for some bullshit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah Uh, yeah used as a found art object by a sort of art house filmmaker and they get a year a year where they're on the cover of well not the village voice anymore that's gone but you know one year where they have that kind of celebrity and then they kind of coast on that forever yeah yeah
0: yeah no yeah i think Soderbergh. i think soderberg and pewdiepie should link up and should make some Kind of boring ninety-minute movie together. I think that would go really well.
1: Yeah, one of one of the five movies that he's going to make on streaming this year should feature PewDiePie.
0: Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? All right, I think that's all we got to say. Will, thank you so much for uh, so going much. into the depths of hell
2: with us. No, thank thank you. And I'm actually really glad to have immersed myself into this a bit. I think, you know, in in the span of a long life, which I hope to live, I think spending a morning immersed in PewDiePie is is fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right, that's going right. to do it. Um two more episodes left and then we're free from free from this yeah. specific season of our show. They're gonna two gonna more hurt, episodes.
1: Though. They're going to hurt though. It's darkest before the dawn. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye everyone. Bye.